Welcome, everyone, to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 90. And uh, with me this week, we have site director Neil Runahan. Hello, hello. And uh, it has been quite a while since our last true episode, to be honest. I apologize uh, for not getting an episode out there. It's uh, Life was pretty crazy this last uh, month with, with packs and everything and, and business travel. So, uh yeah, uh, if you did not listen to the RFN Live panel from PAX East 2011. It's kind of like a mini radio trivia episode. It, it is, it is. I, I would consider it like a TYP short, only a little <laughs> bit longer. Um, so check that out if you haven't, because the second half of that is radio trivia. And, and some people that clearly don't listen to radio trivia complain about there being music in the background. Um, but I thought actually it turned out pretty good. Yeah, I actually haven't I haven't listened to the the final product of it, but I mean when we were there it was really nice. Yeah. The, the real problem with that is Johnny always talks really softly and we I can edit it and Greg on RFN can edit it to make it sound better in post processing, but uh in a live show they can't really do that. Yeah. So, uh, I think that may have been where some of the complaints came from. <laughs> the guessing was pretty disorganized though. Yeah. If, uh, we can do that better in the future. We we can. We can ask for two mics or or craft pockets of time where now I give your guess instead of uh yeah. kind of a hodgepodge that was at the live episodes. But overall it was a lot of fun. Um both being there and, and uh, listening to it afterwards. So if for some reason you do not listen to RFN, but you listen to this podcast, check it out. Really do. Yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah, and it's only an hour long. So if you're complaining about RFNs that it's too long for, for some reason, then uh, it, it's kind of a it's encapsulated, condensed uh, episode. But this is Radio Trivia. And, yes. uh, and we've got some good games here. Uh both Neil and I selected some games, and Neil only knows of the ones he selected, so he's Ooh. also sort of playing along. Yeah, and I, I'll be completely honest. I, I was I made the comment before the show about how I think the last time I was on here, which was probably something like two years ago, mm-hmm. um, I, I gave you a list of games that I was like, oh, that'd be cool, and I just kind of have a throwaway list, and then we actually right. got to the episode, and I didn't guess the games that I recommended. So I, I'm afraid that that might happen again because it was the same kind of thing where you're like, what games do you want to do? And I'm just like, how about these, these, and these? And just whatever yeah. was on the top of my head. Whoops. Okay. Well, we're going to go on to game number one. Fun, fun.
Well, uh, I don't know if anyone knows it yet. I know I don't. I probably picked it, but I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> now, now. I, the next one will be, next song will help you out. Next two will help you out, I promise. Cool. on the tip of my tongue what's this what's this hint question what creature do you transform into for a brief segment of this game and why
All right, Neil, what game is this? Uh, this would be Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Yes, it would. Is this the Game Boy Advance version? or No, no, this is the Super Nintendo Really? Version. You've never done it before? I know. I mean... Damn. That, that's part of the reason why like, uh, I, yeah. I, I kind of hesitated on the first song. I was like, I think that might be Link to the Past, but you, surely you should have done it before. According to my records, I have not used this wow. game before. Um, you know, I we were conv- I was convinced. Well, the only game left now is is uh, Spirit Tracks, but uh, looking at my records, <laughs> I don't see any time when I've used this for the podcast. It's got great so, music. it has awesome music, and uh, and I've actually uh, been revisiting this uh, on the side a little bit over the last uh, couple of weeks, months. Uh, I, I was trying to find a game that uh, my girlfriend and I can can enjoy together, and she really is not good with timing. She really doesn't have that much exposure to video games. She's She'd watched people play it some, but hasn't really played any. And so I was trying to encourage her to try this game because it's a game I loved a lot. And uh, unlike a Mario game where it's really, really, really timing-based, I thought maybe Link to the Past is uh, a little easier. You know, it's 2D. It's a little and slower it's, paced. It's too. a little slower paced. But I'd forgotten just how uh, tricky the game is. It really does require... Yeah. a lot of finesse. I mean, it's not quite as like it's not quite as throw you in the middle of nowhere like the original Zelda, but it still has a little bit of those tricky uh, there's tricky puzzles throughout that. Well, but she she didn't really get that far in the game, but, but it was really the sword play that got her. She oh, okay. she uh she couldn't get the timing of the sword. And uh, part of it's that uh She's not a gamer. She doesn't know some of the kind of the, the simple things like, well, if you get hurt, it's better to get hurt and walk away while you're you're flashing. Whatever. So she yeah. kind of gets she she would get panicky when, as soon as she started getting hit and like ah I can't do anything now, <laughs> you know. Instead of you know run, run away or or you know okay well you know finish it off while I take the damage. So uh, actually, I'm learning it's not a very good game for for someone who isn't already a gamer. But uh, she's enjoying uh, watching me play. So I I've been playing a little bit here and there of. Uh, of Zelda, and it, it really, it really, it really holds up really well. Yeah, it that's does. a game I haven't played in a long time. I think because uh, I actually, I played it when I was younger on a uh, on Super Nintendo, but uh, well, actually through an emulator. But I got a suit. That's the first uh, way I played it too. So yeah, because I didn't get a Super Nintendo until I guess like 2001 or 2002 like I had friends who had Super Nintendos I had a Sega Genesis as a kid um, yeah. but I, when I got a Super Nintendo it was one of the first games that I got and I played it then all the way through um, for the second time but on a real system this time and man, yeah. that's, that's a good game I've been wanting to replay it but. yeah for, for me it's, it's weird because I didn't when I was younger I didn't even know this game existed I, I think I got the Super Nintendo I don't know if I got it before or after Zelda came out. It probably was after Zelda came out. Because Zelda, what was that, 91? Yeah, I probably probably got it after. But, uh, you know, I wasn't uh, keeping up with news or anything. So, you know, whatever the commercials and whatever happened to come my way as a present was sort of what I wound up playing. And and usually, you know, people like pretty good taste. And and the commercials, I, you know, I stuck with Nintendo games and stuff. But so so I kind of missed out on Zelda 3 when it first came out, um, even though I loved... Uh, Zelda 1 and 2 and so I, my memory is real hazy but I think I played Link to the Past after I, I played Ocarina of Time that was actually the same way for me Ocarina of Time was kind of my, my Zelda gateway drug because I had played the original but it was mm-hmm. very difficult for me to kind of wrap my head around that and yeah. it wasn't until getting really into Ocarina of Time that then I was like well maybe these other games are really cool too and, and they are 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I played Zelda 1 and 2 to death. I mean, Zelda 1 was kind of a game where I beat the first quest and then really struggled for years on the second quest. Yeah, I've, I've never uh, beaten the second quest. I've, I've just been the first. Yeah, I, I beat it, but really where I had trouble was finding all the uh, the dungeons. They're really yeah. placed in very sinister locations in the second quest. And some of yeah, them. I mean, they're already yeah. hard to find in the first one, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, it might have been that I had friends that, that I... I kind of learned from on the first quest and the yeah. second quest. I was more on my own, I think. Yeah, because um, I didn't. I didn't because I guess probably because I'm younger. Uh, I didn't really have that experience. The the, yeah. the playground Zelda one playing. Mm-hmm. I had the playground Ocarina of Time playing, and, and that was a blast. <laughs> well, uh, let's see, Zelda three. You know, I was shocked revisiting this also at just how much of the game kind of establishes things we take for granted in the Zelda series now. And, and you know, you hear people say that Ocarina of Time is is basically linked to the past in 3D, which I, I don't really agree with. But there are certainly a lot of things that Zelda yeah. 3 established or, or at least refined to the degree, like, yeah, that's how they do it now, too. Like, um, some of the music, like the Zelda's Lullaby, yeah. uh, uh, Kakarigo Village, things you've heard in so many other Zelda games were introduced in this game. Although you even look at, as far as like a lot of the character names, I think those all date back to Zelda 2, because yeah. like, there was like Darunia Village and... Uh, yeah. Basically, like yeah. all, all the character names that you know and like to the past in Ocarina all come from villages in Zelda 2. Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah, that's true. Um, but in terms of overall feel, I mean, yeah. Zelda 2 is, and was even kind gameplay of too. weird. Oh, yeah. Game, gameplay wise, Zelda 3 is awesome. And, and, yeah. And I, and I really like the dungeon design so far, revisiting this. I, I think there's a great balance of, of action and, and puzzle. And uh, I feel like they've gone too much to, to the puzzly realm with uh, some of the more recent Zelda games, especially on DS. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I definitely agree. I mean, Zelda combat, I, I mean, as you were saying with your girlfriend, I mean, it's a little tricky, and it's and it's fun in that little degree of trickiness, especially in yeah. the 2D ones. Yeah. Um, but, yep, awesome game, and uh, amazed that I haven't used it. Maybe my, maybe my records <laughs> are wrong. 90 episodes, and it, it's how long it took us to do Link to the Past. Uh, yep, I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, we didn't answer the bonus question. So uh, the question was, what creature did you transform into briefly? Uh, and uh, and do you remember this, Neil? It's the bunny, right? When you go into the dark world, and it's because like you can't hold your form in the dark world when you first go in. Like I said, it's been a while since I played the game. So that, that's exactly right. You have okay, to have the cool. moonstone. Yeah. To to retain your form. I always liked that. Yeah. I liked I liked being a bunny more than I liked being a wolf. Yeah, they they didn't really do that much with it. Yeah. You, Maybe that was the inspiration. Maybe it was, you know yeah. that money thing we did that we kind of alluded to in, in Zelda Three. Maybe we should expand upon that. I do like how he turns into such an an unassuming animal too when he goes into the dark yeah. world. Yeah, well, he has a heart of gold, right? He's oh, he's, a, he's a sweetheart. He's pure of heart. Yeah. So next game. Yep. Yeah.
such an uplifting, uplifting theme. Well, the next one will put you down. Oh, actually, no. All all, all the songs in this game are are pretty upbeat, or at least smooth. Yeah. Jazzy. Yeah. I like the music in this game. I really do. I, I do, uh, too. It, it's uh, not overpronounced, but it, it's really well done. It really uh, fits. It just fits the game really well. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So here's your question. Not really a hint for Neil. He knows the game. I do. Thematically, the setting for this game most closely resembles which different island from the preceding game in this series? That's a pretty big hint.
All right. Well, what's the game? You know it, it's, baby. Uh, Pilot Wings Resort. For 3DS, the and first the brand 3DS new game. 3DS. Yeah. Usually I try to avoid using uh, games that just came out, but I, I thought for new system, you got to kind of celebrate it a little bit. Yeah. And, and especially uh, when and the I, music is that good for yeah. this kind of hey. game. And I suspect most people actually pick this game up. So it's really good. I have only played, I'd say, about two hours with it, and mostly uh, the initial missions, uh, you know, unlocking bronze mode or whatever. And uh, but I, I think it's actually really good. I, I I don't like that the only island is is Wu Island. Um, oh, I, I there's no way around that. it. But I mean, it's it's exactly what you think it is. It, it's it's. Uh, kind of Wii Sports Resort meets Pilot Wings, but it actually is done really well, and I really do feel like it is a part of the Pilot Wings franchise. Uh, the music you just heard, I think, fits pretty well with Pilot Wings, because um, uh, Pilot Wings 64 had a lot of kind of jazzy tunes, laid-back jazzy tunes, and, and, and I think uh, uh, the soundtrack is very fitting uh, in alignment. And, and the controls really do match. I mean, I haven't played Pilot Wings 64 in ages, uh, probably at least six years, probably seven or eight. And, um, you know, I just picked up the, you know, my 3DS, started playing, and, you know, I, I was able to pull off a pretty good hang gliding landing and, you know, got 100% of my rocket belt landing. It's forgiving with landing. Y- you think so? Or at least, I guess I've played a lot of the Super Nintendo one, which is oh, landing's yeah, really I tough. Never, yeah, I never really played that one, but it, it feels very much like the N64 game. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you can read my review on NintendoWorldReport.com. Yeah. Um, now, d- does the hang glider, do they do uh, photos? In, in, yeah. Uh, okay, so it really is very much a, a yeah. follow-up to... They don't have the gyroscope, uh, gyrocopter, though, right? No, or, or they have uh, like the yeah, rocket belt, uh, yeah. the plane, and the hang glider. Mm-hmm. And then there's one extra like vehicle for each one. And in some cases, there's like ones that there's just one level of, okay. which are really cool. I don't want to spoil anything, but... Those are some of the really cool parts of the game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I do wish the game was longer. Um, I probably put about five hours into it, and I got I, I beat all the, the first missions. I haven't unlocked the, the secret final batch of missions. Sorry for spoiling it, but there's more content than you think. <laughs> um, what? There's not a new island, though, right? No, no, there's no new no. island. But there, there are some cool unlockables if, you know, you can... Put you get three stars on everything and I think there's stuff if you get perfect on everything which I don't think I'm ever going to do but I'm interested to see what exactly that reward is Um, Mm -hmm. I think there is a reward that actually references Pilot Wing 64 quite heavily Mm. but uh, I haven't actually seen it myself I just researched for the review to see what the unlockables were and saw mention of something maybe there's a cannon mode I don't know or a skydiving mode I, I uh, I won't spoil it at all but I think there is some kind of treat for Pilot Wing 64 right. fans tucked away in that game, although I think it's really hard to get. But mm. I mean, I'm really digging it. I can't wait to go back to it because uh, it was one of the first games that I reviewed. So I kind of had to, you know, I put my time into it, wrote the review, and kind of had to put it aside because right. I had a lot of other 3DS stuff to write and play, which you can all read on NintendoWorldReport.com. That's right. If you if you have not read the, the website recently, Neil was a machine. He, yeah. He was the sole uh, person on staff with the 3DS before launch, and uh, as such, he was he was just tearing it up. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So check out all that stuff. I also wrote up uh, my raw impressions, and they very 
much our kind of raw first impressions of of nits and uh, unexpected things I like about the uh, system itself. Yeah. So uh, you can check all that out on NintendoWorldReport.com. Dot com. Yeah. Before we move on, uh, Pilot Wing sixty four. There, there was an island that is very analogous to uh, Woohoo Island. What was the name of that island? I actually don't know because I didn't play as much Pilot Wing sixty four. Uh, well, I. I'll confess I did not look this up, so I could be wrong, but I, I believe it is Holiday Island. Uh, and uh, it, it's kind of a small kind of training ground area. I actually didn't play Pilot Wing 64 until PAX East 2009. Really? Um, I went to the retro because, uh, I don't know, Well, because I, I played the Super Nintendo one. Uh, going back to Link to the Past, it was another game that I got when I got my Super Nintendo in the early, the early aughts. But Pilot, Pilot Wing 64, I guess maybe because I didn't get an N64 at launch, I didn't get. I got yeah. one around uh, when Mario Kart came out. Right. Um, and it just kind of passed me by, and uh, I saw that it was on the the retro in the retro free play room at PAX East, and a friend of mine spent like an hour hour plus playing through it, and uh, it's it's hmm. a really fun game. It is a game that I wish came out on Virtual Console because I'd totally buy it, but alas. I have no idea why that didn't come out on Virtual Console. Yeah. I don't see any reason why. I doubt there's any sort of licensing issues. Yeah, and even, I mean, they had Wave Race came out and they replaced the ads with, like, Wii ads instead of yeah. Kawasaki. Yeah. Oh, well. It's a good game. Yeah. Game three. Yay. Decidedly more old school, obviously. Yeah, it's very familiar, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Well, that's the way we like it here on Radio Trivia. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I feel whenever I listen to an episode. Is that usually the first song? I'm like, ah, it's familiar, but what is it? <laughs> 
series that is but i'm not sure of the game <laughs> oh dear well uh which boss is themed after a household cleaning device all right that might help <laughs>
asked the ultimate question: Which exact game do you think this is, Neil? Um, well, which series do you think it's it is Mega first? Man? It's definitely Mega y- Man. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, I Mega Man Two. Ooh, no, it's Mega Man Four for the oh, NES. God. That was that was legitimately my second guess, but Eric from uh, Garland, Texas, uh, requested that game, and so it was. Happy to oblige. It's a good game. I played it on Virtual Console shortly after it came out. Um, Mega Man is, is a game I always think I'll like until I start playing it. And that's like, what I was for years uh, until Mega Man 9 came out. Really? You liked Mega Man 9, but you didn't like any of the other ones before? Well, How is that possible? I, I don't know. It was Mega Man 9. It's so much more the same. Well, no, I guess it was just uh, when I was younger, they really turned me off. I thought they were kind of archaic in design because, like, you know, you couldn't shoot diagonally and, like, hit the jumping was kind of, like, very it's stiff. regimented. Yeah, stiff. Yeah. And when I was younger, it always turned me off. I, I had the Game Boy one because uh, it's Mega Man The Wily Wars, and I tried to play that when I was a kid and just didn't enjoy it. And then somewhere around when Mega Man 9 came out, I think I, I had two of my good friends were also going into big Mega Man phases too. And what happened was I I, I got Mega Man 9 at their behest because they were like, you, you got to try it. It's really good. So I played it and actually kind of enjoyed it and then played it with them and then kind of learned, you know, learned how to play Mega Man and yeah. really enjoyed that. And since then, you know, I've had, I, I've probably beaten Mega Man 2 like at at least 10 times at some point or another either by myself or with friends it's real like Mega Man 2 to me at least on the especially on the easy mode is is just really relaxing um and I really I really appreciate the design of those games see my problem has always been the difficulty level but I don't know if I've played it on easy mode that, this is an interesting topic well in Mega Man in Mega Man 2 there's I think normal and difficult and difficult is what the normal difficulty is and it's on par with all the other games but if you play it on normal it's actually significantly easier I see so if you were to ever try one I would I would maybe say Meg- try Mega Man 2 because that's heralded as one of the best in the series and it also yeah, has but I played it. Mode. I played it on uh, on uh, I rented like the that Mega Collection or whatever uh, it was yeah Mega Man Col- Mega Man Anniversary uh, Mega Man Col- yeah and um and I know I played two. I, I tried two, and I'm sure I chose normal mode because I would not have chosen difficulty <laughs> level difficult if I didn't know I don't like the difficulty. And I, I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get what the appeal was. I, I played when I was younger, maybe in high school. I tr- I played Mega Man uh, six uh, at a friend's place, and, and I really enjoyed it. I played a lot of it, but every other Mega Man I've picked up since then, I just can't get into, I, and I, I don't know why. But it, it, to me, it just doesn't have appeal. Either it's too difficult, or it's it feels too familiar, or or what? I don't know. I mean, like, I've been playing Mario games my whole life. I don't get bored of those, so I I really can't quite place what makes Mega Man frustrating for me, but or, or at least uh, uh, can't hold my attention. I don't know what it is, but um, there's just something about it that that I don't like. Maybe it's that you die more frequently. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, this is especially uh, I guess. It's kind of sad that you bring up Mega Man in a radio trivia episode today because we found out that Mega Man Universe, which is the next Mega Man, I guess retro-themed Mega Man game to come out, was was announced that it was canceled today, which uh, this was going to be an Xbox Live uh, PSN game where it kind of had crappy-looking graphics because it's like, you know, like CG-ish. Oh, uh, 
Um, but it was like a it was a new 2D Mega Man game where you'd be able to make your own levels and stuff like that. But it got canceled, likely because uh, Inafune quit Capcom and they're all pissed. Hmm. But yeah, so that's a bummer. But I like Mega Man games. Well, the factoid about Mega Man Four is, uh, if I if I'm recalling correctly, that the bosses were designed as part of a contest. Does that sound familiar to you? I think so. I'm not totally because uh, I only got into Mega Man recently, so yeah. Well, th- there was there was a contest in Japan where 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 gamers submitted their Robot Master artwork, and uh, the the development team picked them for for the eight bosses, and um, apparently uh, they gave out golden cartridges Ooh. to those eight people, and so those are really 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 valuable collector's yeah. items, and. Uh, yeah. So uh, the question was was about what household cleaning device uh, is one of the uh, robot masters, and there's Dust Man, which is inspired by a vacuum yeah. cleaner. So yeah, I, I guess maybe the team had run out of ideas by four, and, and they were hoping other people could <laughs> help them out. Well, no, they just made six more throughout the next fifteen twenty years. That's true. I mean, there, there was Sheet Man. Splash Woman. Yeah. But, wow. I mean, I, I really enjoyed those games. And some of like the goofy characters that they come up with, uh, especially in the later games, how like uh, Sheet Man is electric, and it's kind of like a uh, like Philip K. Dick reference. Like, I think that's kind of funny. Do Do androids dream of electric sheep? Is uh, ah. a Philip K. Dick shared story. I think that's the one that was turned into Blade Runner. I could be. Okay. Wrong about yeah. That. That sounds, yeah. Yeah. That that's sounds it. Familiar. Alrighty then. Well, I'm surprised. We've, we've done something to talk about with Mega Man, and, and I, I was like, oh, God, it's Mega Man, next game. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for, for your request, uh, yeah, good, good Eric. Game. If, you, if you're listening and you have a request, you can email me at typ at nintendoworldreport.com, or you can go to the uh, page for the, this episode on, on the website, and uh, there should be a link to a form where you can send an email that way. Either way, it will get to me, and I will consider it for future inclusion. Well, we got uh, another game here, so uh, we may as well uh, move on. Yes, that's that's the first. <laughs> I song. know what this game is. I'm almost 100% certain. <laughs> it, it's. That's pretty distinctive, that, that first <laughs> track, actually. Believe it or not, if you have not played the game, trust me, you, you will have heard that oh, song you, you've, if you played, you played the game. this game before? Oh, yeah, I own this oh, game. Oh, wonderful. Because yeah. uh, We can talk about it. Yes. A- after song three. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ah, uh, brings me back. Yeah. All right, here, here's your hint question. This game's presentation and boss battles both strongly resemble that of which Sega arcade rail shooter? I got the sound of jumping in my head now. <laughs> boom, boom. This is the 3D Battles of World Runner, uh, although better known as just 3D World Runner, yep. for the NES, which uh, Neil requested, but I actually also own and love. I, I, I'm not sure how popular this game is, but... Yeah, um, I mean, you're literally the only other person that I know that owns this game. <laughs> Oh yeah, it, it's it's a hard game, and I, I love it warts and all. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know. There's something about it that's just really charming, and, and I didn't even like the 3D effect. This game, like, uh, you could throw was, on red and blue glasses. Yeah, and right. Play it the, in 3D, which I tried no, no. one time, and it, I couldn't see it. I just it. feel like it didn't work. Yeah, it, it didn't work. And what was the other Square game that? The, like Rad Racer, I think. Yeah, yeah, Rad Racer. Did yeah, it too. yeah. I didn't even realize this was a Square game until much, much later. I mean, I mean, I always thought my first Square game was was Mario RPG, and, until I found out that this was a yeah. SquareSoft game. But uh, it was before they were famous for RPGs and only RPGs, really. And uh, it, this is a uh, platformer, but it's. Uh, it takes the perspective of Space Harrier, if, if uh, you're familiar with that yeah. arcade game, where uh, you're running, where he's running into the into the screen. So he, he has it's kind a, of like an on rails platformer. It is. It's an on rails platformer. It's a great way. It, it's sort of a little bit like a, it seems like there's been some WiiWare games that that are a little bit akin to this, where you're just running forward and you can't stop running forward. Yeah. Uh, some of them but, have been uh, side scrollers, though, as opposed to behind the back. Yeah, I I, yeah. So I guess if you took um, Bit Trip Runner and made it in first person, or I mean third third person. Yeah, that, the back. that's sort of what this game is a little bit. Yeah, because um, the, the real problem with this game is that uh, 
although there is a, a pretty good sense of speed and a pretty good sense of perspective due to the, the way they designed the, the graphics where it's on kind of a grid system. Yeah. So it really does help you judge distance. But you can only respond so quickly. And as you progress through the game, uh, you're forced to run faster and faster. In the yeah. early levels, you're running kind of a trot, and you can even slow down by pushing down on the D-pad. And so you, you can take it at your own pace, although there's a timer that prevents you from really just, like, inchworming your way through. But, like, at, like, a third or fourth world, you no longer have that back-to-slow-down back yeah. function. And then it slowly seems like it ramps you up faster and faster. That game or, gets or, very hard near the it, end. It, it gets really hard. I, mean, I think I could consistently, back in the day, get to maybe the fifth world. I think that's about where I topped out. I think one time I got to the sixth world. Yeah, I got to the seventh, and then like the seventh world wasn't too bad or something, and then the eighth world was just so brutal. Because although the basic gameplay doesn't change, and, and the graphics don't really change that much either, I mean, it, it, they swap backgrounds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's just they basically do, like palette swaps for every Yeah, level. but they, they actually do a good job of, of level design within this limited framework. Yeah. Because they have like these towers that will be there, and like some of them you can bump into and get items, and other ones if you bump into, they're like spikes or something. Or no, they're, they're, they're it's poison. The flame I, I pillars. Thought, is it flame or was it? They're flame pillars, and, and there's you know poison, whatever yeah, you have to avoid yeah, if you hit the wrong you one. And, and, and I don't know, it just does some really bizarre stuff over the course of the game, like and all the stars and, you collect. The, like here's a good example in the game. There are these pillars, but you can actually jump and then automatically jump on top of them. Yeah. And, and the game doesn't really overtly say that. Maybe in the manual. I don't know. It took me a very but, long time before I ever figured that out. Right. Uh, and so you can sort of discover it by accident in the first few worlds, but eventually you reach a world where you actually just have to do it. And so either you discover it just by trial and error or because you jump at the right time, or you're just sort of baffled because you start a world, you start a level, and all of a sudden there's a giant pit like... What the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, so it introduces these new things and, and, and interesting ways of using mechanics, or these hands that jump and follow you, and so there's almost like an invisible path you have to follow in some yeah. sections. There's just a lot of crazy stuff, and uh, I mean, some of it's very much trial and error, and, and levels, you know, maybe it's kind of archaic design in some ways, but I thought it was pretty neat, um, pretty creative for for what it was compared to like Space Hero, which is just Shoot, 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 shoot. Yep. Um, now, the bosses uh, were basically taken from Space Harrier and were these snakes that you just shoot until, until yeah. they're, all their yeah, those compartments are, the bosses are dead. Yeah, are very Space Harrier. Yeah, like if, if you've played Millipede or Centipede where you have to destroy, you know, all the little spots and if you, you know, you kill one spot at a time with a Millipede, it's the same idea. Yeah. It's the same idea, just in pseudo 3D. Or I guess it'd be like 2D basically in a 2D plane and, um, so you're shooting in you already kind of answered the question because we've been talking about how yeah. it's a space hair here right so. yeah. yeah I don't know you have anything else to add I mean it, it, it's it's quirky I don't think it's come out on virtual console no it hasn't I would have totally bought it if it did uh, score has not been eager to reprise its ancient NES yeah I mean games. I think it's one of those games that kind of gets overlooked on the original Nintendo I think it's really cool yeah um I mean, it, it's definitely something that I haven't really seen done in the same way this has been done yeah. since I, then. And I think it was the best use of, of faux 3D now, uh, like in if that era, the NES yeah, era. Yeah, I would love to see some sort of remake of, of at least this idea on 3DS. I think that would be yeah. really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. We have one more game here. of ominous music actually yeah i wonder if the other two songs will be ominous too
All right. Well, it's question time, and uh, Neil, why don't you read the question this time? All right. Uh, this game is a rebranding of which Sega series? I know. Oh, wait. I do, too. I came up with a question. <laughs> I'm not sure I chose the most recognizable songs from this game in hindsight, but uh, those are good songs. Yeah. This is Dynastic Hero for the Turbo Graphics, yes. I assume CD. Um, and uh, man, uh, this is part of the whole uh, Wonder Boy Mythos Adventure Island. Clusterfuck, I don't know. Yeah, that was actually the exact term I was thinking of, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's one of the most confusing things in video game history, is the Wonder Boy saga. I, I was reading about it earlier today in preparation for this episode. So, the story is that Sega and uh, this other company, I'm blanking out. Was it in Hudson? Weststone. Oh, or, yeah, which, yeah, was, yeah. which was called something else at the time but uh, Weststone and, and Sega made a game called Wonder Boy and I, I think it was originally an arcade game and, and they ported it to Sega Master System but it was quirky because Sega owned the rights to the character and, and names of the characters so kind of the mythos of the world so to speak but they didn't own the rights to anything else the level design, the engine, anything else so what happened was uh, Westone said, oh, geez, you know what? I'd like to have this game on more systems. So they teamed up with Hudson and, and basically ported or, or recreated the exact same game uh, for other systems, and they called it Adventure Island. Yep. Now, that's the only Adventure Island game that is also a Wonder Boy game. Yeah. 
and the Adventure Island then spun off into its own thing. Right. But that wasn't the end of this bastardization of the Wonder Boy series. Yeah. So I don't understand all of it. but I think Dragon's Curse comes into it somehow. I forget exactly. I know as far as the purposes of this game, this is uh, Wonder Boy and Monster World, which is the fourth, I think the, now it's not it's not the fourth one because Monster World fours uh, there was a new story about that recently. I think this was the third yeah. game in the series. This was the second to last game in the series, whatever yeah. that is. The, yeah. This is really confusing because there are two titles with three in the name. Yeah, one of them also has a five in that very same title. That is, <laughs> and it, let, let, let me look this up. This is, this is worth pointing out. It is okay. Yeah, so there's Wonder Boy five. Monster World 3, because yeah. Monster World is a sub-genre slash separate genre that overlaps with uh, Wonder Boy. Kind of like how Wii Sports Resort and Pilot Wings have overlapped on uh, on Pilot, Pilot Wings Resort. Let's <laughs> give you to kind of yeah. an analogous scenario. Or, or maybe like the... Uh, a Wario Land and Super Mario Land. Well, that's sort of like that too, but I, I was almost thinking more along the lines of uh, the... the uh, oh, God. What are those terrible Tosei games? The the ones that like they have Pokemon ones and, and Dragon Quest ones. and Oh, uh, Mystery Dungeon. Mystery Dungeon. There we go. It, it's a little bit like that, I think. Yeah. Although it's a much more short-lived series, Monster World. But... The point is, it was this game was a Wonder Boy game on the Sega Genesis, and the exact same game has a completely different look and feel and a different soundtrack on the Turbo Graphics CD. Yeah, and there's and, a big and, anime intro too, as I found. Yeah, out. I actually, um, I had some Wii points on my uh, my Wii, so I was uh, looking around the shop with a friend of mine uh, and we were just kind of browsing through all the virtual console games because it's been a while since I looked at it and I went back pretty much through the entire library <laughs> and we came upon this, uh, upon this game called The Dynastic Hero and uh-huh. we were looking at the description that they had there and it said something about how like you know it's like an action RPG and you play an ocarina and you answer multiple yeah. choice questions and that just seemed ridiculous so I, I, I kind of glanced at it online and it seemed to not really be super panned so we got it kind of on a whim and uh-huh. it's a i mean it's a weird little game it's it's really fun it's reminiscent of zelda 2 a, a lot um really for, is, is it how that level design or is it more level based design um it's still it's still kind of an open world although it's more it's it's not that like you have this overworld you're always from that same perspective the same side scrolling perspective okay but you huh. do go around you know to different towns there's limited npc interaction but they're there um, early on, like you're, it's kind of it, the translation's kind of weird. Um, I don't know if this really goes in with the the Wonder Boy version of the game. No, the um, translation is totally different. Um, yeah, it was, I, I read a little bit about this in, in the Genesis game, a very generic translation, and, and Hudson, I guess, uh, flowered things, spiced it up when when they redid it all. Yeah, like there's a point where you're uh, you're, you're going through the early area, and you go into a, a building, and the guy just says, you know, like the jellyfish will lend you a hand. And then, you know, you go over and there's jellyfish leaping out of the water. That when I okay. first saw that, I thought they were enemies. But in reality, um, you, you jump on them to get across the water, which uh, is kind of funny. I still don't know how they can lend a hand. But there's some other kind of goofy translation bits in that. Like, uh, there's a princess that keeps on saying, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, 
Wow. And, and it's just, I mean, it, and it's like all like insect based. Like I think you're you're fighting like like all at least all the names are like somehow related to insects, which is okay. weird. And then all the bosses are pre- like insect predators. Um, all right. But it's a weird little game, and the, the ocarina stuff's really obtuse because you have to use the ocarina to open doors, but you have to go to this one person who gives you three songs at the same time. Oh and my. so you need to go to each one. Um, I was playing that with my friend, and we were getting pretty frustrated. We haven't reached anything with a multiple choice uh, question yet. Okay, so so do you actually play the ocarina a la ocarina of time, like with the with the buttons? Yeah. Or is it like use like one of three songs? No, no, it's you use it with, with the buttons. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a really it's. It's kind of like definitely obtuse comes to mind while playing it, but uh-huh. it's a fun game. I mean, there's some there's some tricky puzzles. Um, the combat isn't really the greatest, but it is. I mean, if you liked Zelda 2, it might be worth looking into. Well, the the, the sword play looked like it had sort of weird collision detection. Yeah. from what I saw, which uh, is kind of off putting because the sword play is what I like the most about Zelda 2. And uh, I have not played um, Vizanadu, uh, and I've heard that its sword play. Is a little weird too. Yeah, uh, just I mean, I, I haven't length. played the Xanadu in a long time, but I would say that the sword plays more on par with that. It's it's not really that great in this game. Okay. The puzzles are fun though, and and the boss battles are, are tricky but interesting. Huh? You fight two oh. turtles, which is funny. So would you say? What, I mean, as someone who likes Zelda two, who who might want to play a similar game, would you recommend this game or Xanadu? Which one do you think um, is the... is probably the better game, but this one's kind of, I guess, more of the curiosity. Mm-hmm. Because is pretty very much a known commodity, whereas this is... I mean, I, I'd never heard of this game before I played I mean, I knew the Wonder Boys saga, but I'd never heard of the Dynastic Hero before I played the game. It would have been really funny if you'd already bought the Wonder Boy. Oh, I would have slapped uh, myself in the face. Yeah. I have one of the Wonder Boys, I think a Master System one that I did a VC rec for, but... Both the yeah, Genesis yeah. game um, and the Turbo Graphics game are on yep. virtual console, so you could buy both of them on yeah. the same system. I think there's a few. Well, I think because what the original Adventure Island I think is on virtual console, and so is the corresponding Wonder Boy game. Yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> I mean, the, the yeah. almost the entire Wonder Boy history is on virtual console, which is really cool. I think. And really redundant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's redundant, but it's also nice to kind of have that one-stop shop for this entire history of this backwards series. And the greatest thing is that you, you can patronize whichever uh, publisher you prefer, so Sega or Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Although Hudson is, is sort of no more. Yeah. I mean, this is a sad so, day. I mean, Mega Man Universe uh, was canceled, and, and Hudson's dead today. Because uh, it's March 31st. Tomorrow, Hudson, Hudson Entertainment, the U.S. branch of Hudson, is no more. And Hudson, as we know it, is, I mean... Konami. Yeah. Yep. Well, Konami always owned a large stake in yeah. Hudson, but yeah, I think uh, yeah. you can read. Uh, Aaron Kalutska wrote a uh, editorial. He's kind of a history with Hudson. Uh, it's up on the site. It's it's really fascinating. He knows more than pretty much anyone on Hudson. He loves a lot of their games. And yeah. He, he's, he had a bonk fan site. He he's become kind of a uh, you know buddy buddy with a lot of folks at Hudson over the years. So uh, he has a lot of insight into how, how that company was run. That's actually I. I might uh I might pour one out for Hudson and actually play a bonk game because I've never played a bonk game outside of the the demo for the for the XBLA game that might never come out yeah. at E3 last year. Don't give Konami your money. Well, I mean, I guess at this point Konami's <laughs> getting the money if I get it off a virtual console. 
Why? Oh, well. Uh, that was the last game in this episode. I, I think uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I always enjoy doing radio trivia. It's, it's been yeah. sad that it's been so long since I've been on. I think I think I was I, I was a lowly news editor when I was last on this show. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I suspect people did better on this episode than with some others. Um, yeah, I think Link to the Past and Mega Man are, are two. Help. Maybe yeah. not the specific game, but... Mm. Mega Man. It's a Mega Man game. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're all the same. Well, to me, they pretty much are. But I mean, they, they all sound the same to me. I mean, you can tell the differences between systems. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, unless you're intim- intimately familiar with the soundtracks. They, they yeah. do blur together. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up. Thanks again for co-hosting, Neil. Anytime. And thank you, listeners, for listening, even, even though I wish there were more of you. <laughs> tell your friends. <laughs> Get them to listen. <laughs> Seriously, guys. Come on. I'm dying out here. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past is copyright 1991-1992, Nintendo. Pilot Wings Resort is copyright 2011, Nintendo. Mega Man 4 is copyright 1991, Capcom. The 3D Battles of World Runners is copyright 1987, Square. The Dynastic Heroes is copyright 1993, Hudson Soft, 1989, West Stone.